0: CHAPTER 65 OF STORIES WORTH RE-READING This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Deb K. STORIES WORTH RE-READING BY VARIOUS AUTHORS A SECOND TRIAL FROM OUR DUMB ANIMALS A COLLEGE SCENE It was commencement day at a college. The people were pouring into the church as I entered. Finding the choice seats already taken, I pressed onward, looking to the right and the left for a vacancy, and on the very front row I found one. Here a little girl moved along to make room for me, looking into my face with large gray eyes, whose brightness was softened by very long lashes. Her face was open and fresh as a newly blown rose. Again and again I found my eyes turning to the rose-like face, and each time the gray eyes moved, half-smiling, to meet mine. Evidently the child was ready to make friends with me, and when, with a bright smile, she returned my dropped handkerchief, we seemed fairly introduced. "'There is going to be a great crowd,' she said to me. "'Yes,' I replied. "'People always like to see how schoolboys are made into men.' Her face beamed with pleasure and pride as she said, "'My brother is going to graduate. He's going to speak. I have brought these flowers to throw at him.' They were not greenhouse favorites, but just old-fashioned domestic flowers, such as we associate with dear grandmothers. "'But,' I thought, they will seem sweet and beautiful to him for his little sister's sake. "'That is my brother,' she went on, pointing with her nosegay. "'The one with the light hair?' I asked. "'Oh, no,' she said, smiling and shaking her head in innocent reproof. "'Not that homely one with red hair, that handsome one with brown wavy hair. His eyes look brown, too, but they are not. They are dark blue. "'There! He's got his hand up to his head now. You see him, don't you?' In an eager way she looked from him to me as if some important fate depended on my identifying her brother. "'I see him,' I said. "'He is a very good-looking brother.' "'Yes, he is beautiful,' she said with artless delight. "'And he is good, and he studies so hard. He has taken care of me ever since Mama died. Here is his name on the program. He is not the verilodictorian, but he has an honor for all that.' I saw in the little creature's familiarity with these technical college terms that she had closely identified herself with her brother's studies, hopes, and successes. HE THOUGHT AT FIRST, SHE CONTINUED, THAT HE WOULD WRITE ON THE ROMANCE OF MONASTIC LIFE. WHAT A STRANGE SOUND THOSE LONG WORDS HAD, WHISPERED FROM HER CHILDISH LIPS. HER INTEREST IN HER BROTHER'S WORK HAD STAMPED THEM ON THE CHILD'S MEMORY, AND TO HER THEY WERE ORDINARY THINGS. BUT THEN, SHE WENT ON, HE DECIDED HE WOULD WRITE ON HISTORICAL PARALLELS, AND HE HAS A REAL GOOD ORATION, AND SAYS IT BEAUTIFULLY. HE HAS SAID IT TO ME A GREAT MANY TIMES, I ALMOST KNOW IT BY HEART. OH, IT BEGINS SO PRETTY AND GRAND this is the way it begins she added encouraged by the interest she must have seen on my face amid the combinations of actors and forces that make up the great kaleidoscope of history we often find a turn of destiny's hand why bless the baby i thought looking down into her proud face i cannot describe how very odd and elfish it did seem to have those sonorous words rolling out the smiling mouth the band striking up put an end to the quotation and to the confidences as the exercises progressed and approached nearer and nearer the effort on which all her interest was concentrated my little friend became excited and restless her eyes grew larger and brighter two deep red spots glowed on her cheek she touched up the flowers manifestly making the offering ready for the shrine now it's his turn she said turning to me in a face in which pride and delight and anxiety seemed equally mingled but when the overture was played through and his name was called the child seemed in her eagerness to forget me and all the earth except him. She rose to her feet and leaned forward for a better view of her beloved as he mounted to the speaker's stand. I knew by her deep breathing that her heart was throbbing in her throat. I knew, too, by the way her brother came to the front that he was trembling. The hands hung limp, his face was pallid, and the lips blue, as with cold. I felt anxious. The child, too, seemed to discern that things were not well with him. Something like fear showed in her face. He made an automatic bow, then a bewildered, struggling look came into his face, then a helpless look, and he stood staring vacantly, like a somnambulist, at the waiting audience. The moments of painful suspense went by, and he still stood as if struck down. I saw how it was. He had been seized with stage fright. Alas, little sister. She turned her large, dismayed eyes on me. He's forgotten it, she said. Then a swift change came over her face, a strong, determined look, and on the funeral-like silence of the room broke the sweet child's voice amid the combinations of actors and forces that make up the kale- kaleidoscope of history we often find that a turn of destiny's hand everybody about us turned and looked the breathless silence the sweet childish voice the childish face the long unchildlike words produced a weird effect but the help had come too late the unhappy brother was already staggering in humiliation from the stage the band quickly struck up and waves of lively music were rolled out to cover the defeat I gave the sister a glance, in which I meant to show the intense sympathy which I felt, but she did not see me. Her eyes, swimming with tears, were on her brother's face. I put my arm around her. She was too absorbed to feel the caress, and before I could appreciate her purpose, she was on her way to the shame-stricken young man, sitting with a face like a statue's. When he saw her by his side, the set face relaxed, and a quick mist came into his eyes. The young men got closer together to make room for her. She sat down beside him laid her flowers upon his knee, and slipped her hand into his. I could not keep my eyes from her sweet, pitying face. I saw her whisper to him, he bending a little to catch her word. Later I found out that she was asking him if he knew his peace now, and that he answered yes. When the young man next on the list had spoken, and the band was playing, the child, to the brother's great surprise, made her way up the platform steps, and pressed through the throng of professors, trustees, and distinguished visitors to the President if you please sir she said with a little curtsy will you and the trustees let my brother try again he knows his beast now for a moment the president stared at her through his gold bowed spectacles and then appreciating the child's petition he smiled on her and went down and spoke to the young man who had failed so it happened that when the band had again ceased playing it was briefly announced that mr duane would now deliver his oration historic parallels amid them combinations of actors and forces that this the little sister whispered to him as he arose to answer the summons. A ripple of heightened and expectant interest passed over the audience, and then all sat stone-still as if fearing to breathe lest the speaker might again take fright. No danger. The hero in the youth was aroused. He went at his peace with a set purpose to conquer, to redeem himself, and to bring back the smile into the child's tear-stained face. I watched the face during the speaking the wide eyes the parted lips the whole rapt being said the breathless audience was forgotten that her spirit was moving with his and when the address was ended with the ardent abandon of one who catches enthusiasm in the realization that he was fighting down a wrong judgment and conquering a sympathy the effect was really thrilling that dignified audience broke into rapturous applause bouquets intended for the valedictorian reigned like a tempest and the child who had helped save the day that one beaming little face in its pride and gladness is something to be forever remembered. End of A Second Trial Recording by Deb K.